When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing The Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome in, folks, to The Corner Booth podcast. It is episode 26. Got a big show today. Big trade in the NFL. It's going to happen next Thursday or Tuesday, whatever the 13th is. I can't remember anymore. Um, Got... Bunch of big stuff. The Lakers are still garbage. The Celtics knocked off, beat the living daylights out of the Celtics last. The Celtics beat the living daylights out of the Warriors last night. I can't talk. And we got much more. Got uh, Zion scaring some college fans. It's going to be a good show. Check it out. Let's roll. Rundown time. Let's do it, Mark. Yep, we're going to dive right into the rundown. We're going to start off with some breaking news in the NFL. Huge oh news. God. I mean, who cares about free agency because Case Keenum is now a Redskin. Wow. The interception show is rolling to the NFC East. I am just laughing at the whole thing. Like, it's like a huge, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I think people are just like, ooh, football talk. That's not AAF. So, it's like, big deal. Hey, um, leave my AAF alone. I was actually, it wasn't even a knock at it. It was pretty much saying, like, oh, it's football talk other than AAF. Either way, uh, Keenum never really been respected in his entire NFL career. I mean, he took a team that had to championship. The defense really smoked. did it. They got smoked, gets traded. There's clips of him saying, like, this is the first time I've ever been on a team where I could buy a house and know I'm going to be there for a while. He's there for one year. Um, gets traded. LA actually making a good move. I figured he was going to be gone because of the Flacco thing. But for a sixth-round pick, not In even of this year. Not even year. this draft. Next draft. Like – I don't hear like if I'm the Redskins like what why I mean I get Alex Smith his leg is really messed up and I get Colt McCoy is an injury prone human being himself but like I'm not telling the, the Redskins to tank but I don't think it'd be that dumb like just just play with Josh Johnson just play with like a third round quarterback just go pick up uh go get somebody from the AF. like I don't know like what's the Look at point that dude Gibb- Gibbons from uh pot of the Apollos man he's lighting it up this what's the point of taking on that dumb that's not even that expensive a contract but it's enough and he's like 21 mil or something like it's, it's like tw- it's in the 20s it's a it's a big contract for a guy who's a backup yeah and that this just proves that alex smith is probably out for the entire year like, oh he's he might not come back to football i am like i have a weird feeling when we saw our last alex smith yeah which, which i also this is a tragedy yeah well that's the last we'll see of him in Playing, but I think he's going to be end up being a good coach one day, personally, because he's just oh, always he's, he's a football mind. The poor dude, I feel so bad for Alex Smith. This dude's career has been riddled with getting replaced by a quarterback who's younger than him, and his career is pronounced dead. Then Harbaugh shows up. Harbaugh reignites this guy. Then he gets replaced by Kaepernick. Then goes to KC, gets him to like the gets him to playoffs like four years in a row. Oh, no, gets replaced by Mahomes. And well, then, because he could never get the teams over the hump. Like, honestly, I kind of feel bad for Alex Smith, but I also don't because he 
Harbaugh won, yes, saved his career. The dude went from a number one overall pick to being like, wow, he was almost on the list of like top busts because the 49ers were terrible. Became relevant, took the team to the, I want to say an NFC championship, the Vernon Davis play when he cried or whatever. That was then, that, that, game, that game was insane, though. So. Yeah. And so then he gets moves on. Andy Reid takes him on his wing. Still good. Like, the man's actually had a really good career of being, like, above average to average, which is, like I said, way better than anybody would have thought his career would have been after he started. And, I, I mean, yeah, he might not play again, but you can feel bad, but it could have been way worse. than. Oh, yeah. So, honestly, it's just his career has been like, oh, he's so – oh, man, he's gone again. Yeah. I mean – it's not for everyone. I mean, I just still can't believe when his leg did that and Theismann was there or whoever it was. Oh, Theismann should just stay away from football games for the rest of his life. Seriously. But, yeah. So, we'll move on. Stay, stick with some football talk. And a guy that I was a fan of, Jordan Howard, running back for the Bears as of now. Uh, there's teams that are interested and have offered trade to the Bears because, I mean, Cohen has taken the league by storm. He's that small back that's quick. With He's a new Darren Sproles, but a little faster. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, Jordan Howard, I guess, doesn't fit what Nagy wants. I don't know. I've always He, he killed it the one year. He won me a fantasy league. Um, I, I mean, he's a good running back. So, whoever he goes, if he goes to the Eagles, great. If he goes to the Colts, great. Like, I don't care. Just, I want to – honestly, for the Eagles, I want a guy who can literally blow the barn doors off the defense. Like, I'm like – it just makes more sense for our offense to have a guy who can blow, like literally shoot by a safety if we don't, if they're not careful. Yeah. <clears throat> but either way, Jordan Howard, good running back, young running back. So whatever team ends up with him, I think will be uh, happy regardless. I mean, he's going to get. I think a good fit for him is Oakland. Yeah. Honestly. Power back, that. that system with possibly like Antonio Brown or some other receivers coming over because. I don't think Oakland's going to use all those first-round picks for picks. I think they're going to use them to get players. Well, John Gruden's going to for sure make things interesting. Uh, it would be nice for Jordan Howard to kind of be – I think Lynch has another year there. So I would say you could learn from Marshawn Lynch, but I don't know. What like you, if, Marshawn Lynch is a crazy – the most odd. He is so football smart, but he just doesn't show it. He's just Marshawn Lynch. Like, yeah, like – I wonder if he like in a in a like a film room if he's ever in one, if he actually like says things and guys are like oh wow let me take some notes like you know like I feel like he is because like at a certain point like he's been in the league almost as long as like quarterbacks are at a running back position like most running backs are gone by like year ten like year eight. How old, do you think he is? How old do you think he is? He's like 31 or 32, right? Yeah, I I, I swore, like, he seems like he's been, the, yeah, it, it would be then year 10, 11, whatever it is. But it, I remember a couple of years ago, but before he even got on the Seahawks, I thought he was in the on the Bills for, like, ever. He, he was on the Bills for, like, five years. Yeah, and then, then he, I think he, like, stepped away or something. I don't know, dude's crazy. Freakish, uh, beast mode for a reason. Um, but, yeah, Jordan Howard, I think it would be good for, I mean, Anybody but the Bears, because clearly he did not fit other than at the goal line, and they'll find somebody else, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but so we'll just keep staying with the NFL. And <laughs> Cowboys player, I don't even know if he's on the roster. I'm not sure. Based off this headline, David Irving, a defensive lineman for the Cowboys, like I said, I think, uh, pretty good pass rusher. He refuses to come back and play in the NFL unless they are allowed to smoke weed. 
right. Well, here's the deal. I'm not going to act all high and mighty. I have made. Nah, I see what you did there. I have may, may not, so yeah. I have, may or may not have partaken, you know, being a college kid, whatever. Future employers don't hold it against me. Um, I think it should be legal. Seriously, it's it's let it's not addictive like those painkillers that they pump these guys through, uh, these pump these players with. And honestly, it's natural. It's natural. One, two. At the end of the day, half the states in the United States is legal. Why not just make it legal in the NFL? Like, I mean, yeah, you might get a slap on the wrist by the law if you bust for it, but you shouldn't get screwed out of playing games for it. There's no point. I just want to know. But How, I, I feel like people in the like NFL. A marginal player. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I'm calling BS if players in the NFL don't smoke. Like, I'm just, like, NBA players for sure do. There's videos of Jared Smith. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that dude's smoke. Jared smoking. Smith might be high his entire life. We don't know, but, like, he might be. That's what I'm saying. So I'm confused of why, like, dude, just don't get caught. I mean, it's terrible to say. I mean, you got, like, the Josh Gordons who – I mean, he had clearly Josh more Gordon problems than smoking like weed. His, if you read the stories about his life in college, I'm surprised he wasn't like like dead. That dude, dude literally. Dude used was to making like ten grand. Yeah. I know he was literally like the biggest drug dealer on Baylor's campus. It's, it's, it's insane. It's but like I just don't understand why. Like, dude, just come back and smoke weed and then figure out the loophole. I'm sure there I'm is. I'm not gonna name names, but like I went to school with dudes who play on the football team or basketball team who used to rake in like a couple grand selling weed at Southern. So like I know what it's about because the NCAA rules are fucking garbage. But it, the same thing, like you're a marginal player. Don't say something stupid like this. Like if who like I don't know, name a big name guy who the NFL needs to like keep going. Like, Todd Gurley and Odell Beckham come out and say this shit. Yeah. Like, or Russ, and Russell Wilson. Like, somebody who's, like, highly respected. <laughs> Russell Wilson would be the one to say it. Like, you just gotta, you know, free your mind and, like, just kind of nah, let the life. Pete Carroll probably more smokes more weed than freaking Russell Wilson does. I don't know. That man's chomping on some gum. He's taking some uppers. He's got some serious chaw in that mouth. Oh, right. my gosh. It's, I, I want to be around. He's, he's a guy that spits on you without talking. Like, that's, Pete that's Carroll. Cool. It probably has an un like unofficial like endorsement deal with Redman or something like that. Seriously, <laughs> dude's uh, got like a mouth. Dude has like a hammer in his mouth every time he's coaching. It's hilarious. I can just picture him like taking it out, throwing it on the ground, and just throwing another piece right back in. Yeah, like like literally like during practice, like you got Doug Baldwin on corner right. He says like, Coach, I stuck in your chai. He goes, Don't yeah. worry. Like you keep running routes. Yeah. All right. Um. But yeah. So keep on moving on. Um. Eric Weddle. Cut. Cut. And it's crazy. You, like, first, I don't know if it's the beard, but he was – I remember him as, like, on the Chargers, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe the Chargers are letting him go. Like, that's crazy. And then I was it – for some reason, I feel like he had a Jets stick. That's somebody else. No, that was Jim Leonard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then, what, and then he goes to the Ravens. He was there for however many years he's been there. And they let him go, and it's like, wow. And then I saw somebody made a good point, like, really, like, people, he's 34, I think. They let him go because they don't feel like paying him $6.5 million. And it's like, yeah, and he's not the same Eric Weddle that he was. And, I mean, I don't think it's that bad of a cut. The Ravens are going full. Not, I would, It sounds like a rebuild, but they're not. They're just all they're in like, a different they're way. Like, they're doing, like, what Philly did. Like, they're doing a semi-structure. So, yeah. like, they have the quarterback. Their Carson went to Lamar Jackson. 
They want to redo running back, wide receiver. Their old line's okay. Their defense, like, they have good guys, but they don't want to pay Mosley. They don't want to pay Weddle, but they have good corners. So, like, I, I see what they're doing. It's just, like, they got to structure it up. So they have, like, a solid base, but now they got to put the pieces on top to make them viable. Yeah, I feel like they told Harbaugh, they're like, <laughs> you can, like, we're going to keep you around, but just let you know, like, you're not going to have your guys. Like, we're redoing this, but just in a little more. It's still Ozzie Newsome. It's not even like they've changed well, up the GM. Well, this is his last year, though. Yeah, it's true. He's retiring, but, like. But, I don't know. It's just. Maybe one of their, his assistants is going to take over for him, like, after the season or something. So he's calling the shots already. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the part they, I'm sure that, yeah, I feel like they have something in play with that. But, yeah, this, speaking of safeties, though, I mean, this is a stacked safety class. Like, you got him, Tyron Randon Matthew, Collins, Tyron Matthew. Landon Collins. You know, I want the honey badger on Philly, man. He <laughs> have him in. Like, Landon, like, have him and Malcolm Jenkins in the box. You ain't doing crap to the Eagles defense, man. It would definitely Malcolm be. Jenkins and the honey badger like the same type of player, though, which is kind of messed up. Like the hybrid safety nickel corner kind of type. Yeah, I just think Tyron Matthew would fit in with Philly's culture, I guess you would that say. punch you in the mouth culture, yeah. Yeah, and, and he'd be a returner if he wanted to. Um, yeah, so. Foles is an ancient dinosaur at this point. Yeah. I mean, he's still technically not even signed for this year, but. He'll, he, you know what he's going to happen? He's going to be. Doug's going to call him like, like July 25th. He's like, hey, Darren, you in shape? Yeah. You want to play one more year? Sure. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, every year, the past two years, he says he's going to retire, and then he gets hurt, and he says he's come back. Um, but, all right, so we'll move on to some college basketball. Uh, I'll start off with a little SEC and LSU, who's actually kind of relevant these days, which is I like when teams that weren't relevant become relevant. But, of course, you can't have nice things. The coach of LSU, uh, Coach Wade, He's under investigation because he was having a conversation on the phone. Of course, can't do anything without being recorded anymore. And he, the FBI wiretapped his phone. He was talking to an aspiring business manager about how what I guess they were trying to get a guy to go there. And he was pissed off and he described it as a strong ass offer that they didn't get the deal done, which I don't know what you can offer other than a scholarship and maybe some free gear. Yeah. But then you're not even technically allowed to do that. I I mean, there's no way that coaches go to a kid's home and just say, Oh, we have, we would, you would fit in well here because blah, 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 basketball school, blah, blah. Kids already know what type of offense you run. Kids already know what type of fan base you have. Everyone knows, like you have to put something more on the table. So if you think that a coach it's just going to go up there and say, I really hope you come here. Like, we're all – like, you should – every team should get investigated. And what even happened with that prior? Remember the investigation after last year? Yeah. It was, like, a huge deal. Well, North Carolina got busted for, like, academic fraud because, like, one of their biggest perks was, like, oh, yeah, you don't have to – Yeah, classes. that was because uh, McCants didn't succeed in the NBA and he just wanted to do something in his life, so he decided to shit on UNC. I'm talking about the investigation that had, like, names like Calipari – uh, Tino, all them guys. I mean, Tino kind of got his blackballed from college now, but it's still just strange to me how there was this huge thing and like big schools are going to go down and all that shit. And then it just kind of brushed under I the rug. It, it goes back to the whole theme of the NCAA is a money making machine. They don't want to kill the golden pony. So they're like, uh, we're not going to screw ourselves over here. Yeah, but they're like the ones that started the investigation, which is smart, I guess, because they started it. And like I said, it just kind of 
I don't know, because I remember Jay Billis, because, you know, and everyone knows that he has the law background, blah, blah. And he was like, this isn't good for college sports, blah, blah. And then I, you, it's like, oh, no, it never happened. Yo, Jay Billis drives me crazy on that, because he, he is just like, he tries to hide his Duke bias and it drives me crazy, but like, sometimes he just gets so hard on about stuff and it's just like, dude, calm down. I agree with that. Me and you have different. We have different tastes in what we like when it comes to broadcasters, because I like Bill's because like he gets the he gets the like he, I don't know I just I think he's good. You definitely can tell I the love him when he's not talking like yo. I've heard him a couple times talk other sports besides college basketball. Dude's a genius. It's oh, he's just, very intelligent. Oh, like, so like one time he was on Cal, he co-hosted a show with Doug Gottlieb when when they're filming for Cowherd when he was still at ESPN. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he was awesome. He was great. He hosted the whole show. He was talking NFL and in like pro basketball, and the dude was like a genius. So like I'm like, all right, I, I respect this dude even more. But like, and he's great on college game day. I love watching him and Digger Phillips and all the guys. It's just like sometimes he can get too into it, and it's just like, all right, bro, chill out a little bit. That's the only that's the only knock on Bill. It's like sometimes he can just get so over extreme about things. Oh, he definitely gets in like the game mode of like just talking about something and he'll just go on and on and on you obviously i mean look at us we ran all the time about random shit but he oh no we don't yeah i don't know i just made that up what are you talking about (laughs) uh but yeah lsu god forbid the team becomes good there's got to be something wrong it's like uh, i don't understand i really i mean yes the teams the coaches should not be doing anything illegal activities but it's gonna happen so don't punish the dude for just doing what everyone else is doing and just getting caught. I don't know. Um, but we will continue with, you know, you can have you know, college players get in trouble for dumb shit. And Zion Williamson not playing UNC. It's been, again, or where his first injury happened, he's not playing the Tar Heels. Most likely going to be seen sometime in the ACC tournament. Hoopla all around the social media world because zion was on a live video and he's wearing adidas oh god i really can't it 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 baffles me like there's right, no listen, way i understood when adidas got pissed because james harden was still wearing jordans when he just saw adidas yeah i get that i get that it's like bad for your brand but like dude's a college kid I mean, he's not like me who literally can't fit Adidas because my feet are too narrow. It was, a, it was a hoodie. It was a hoodie. Oh, it was a hoodie? Even, it wasn't like, even are true. you kidding me? Yeah. I have hoodies from Champion, a pizza place down the block, and my college. Like, are you, like, why does it matter? Dude, I have an Under Armour hoodie, and I barely ever wear them besides for, like, like compression clothing. Like, it doesn't, and I'm not even an athlete. Well, they're not saying it's a big deal because, like, oh, he's rocking it, which means he's gonna go with Adidas. it's like oh he was wearing nike shoes when they ripped so now he's going with adidas it's like no he probably got that hoodie for christmas one year or something decided to wear it because it's cold or even chilly down in carolina yeah it might not this be this is why people are fucking stupid it's it blows my mind how much like and there's a little bit legit people probably like digging into it trying to find all the facts it's like you're just, or like adidas like offered him stuff illegally because they've been getting in trouble all the time like oh god well yeah that's what they're saying Adidas is probably like sweet like we're in the news because he decided to wear a hoodie that he probably got as a gift i don't know it blows my mind like i said people that. literally like you can tell it's a slow news time when like this is what we're talking about yeah yeah. Speaking of Zion, uh, Clay, Tra- our, Clay Travis of Fox Sports 1 
predicted this correctly, he said that Zion would probably not play against UNC. And uh, sources are saying that he actually will not. Or it's looking like he won't. Which is great for me, because that means there's another North Carolina win and we get number one seed unless we get like knocked out in the first round of the ACC tournament. Yeah, but, uh, I there's no reason they should lose to Duke. Duke was plus 24 and a half favorites over Wake Forest, and they should have lost in Cameron Indoor. Duke is such... Okay, so I take back what I've said about Zion because... This the last like three weeks I have been proven wrong. Oh yeah, Same. how good Same. Zion is because RJ Barrett sucks. K Reddish is great. Like honestly, my Timberwolves might get a high Lowry pick, even though we're only gonna finish like a game or two out of the playoffs because you know we're in that weird fringe again, which I hate. But dude, I, if, if Cam Reddish is sitting there at four or five whenever we get our pick, I'm like, yeah, I want him because he's nasty. But the rest of that Duke team, holy god. And it makes me question if R.J. Barrett's even that good, or he just like capitalizes on the fact that like Zion was on the floor because the yeah. dude sucks. I mean, he's not gonna suck. I don't think he still scores points, but he just doesn't play defense. Well, yeah, like I said R.J. Barrett might fit the NBA better than he does in college because he can kind of step back. And in college, I think I, they almost play more physical defense in college. That's what yeah. So I feel like he's gonna actually be better off in the NBA. I think he's gonna bust his ass and figure out a jump shot again. I'm not worried about R.J. Barrett. It's just amazing, though, that How this team... How bad that team is about Zion. Like, every, like I said, I was the same way. I was like, I don't know if Zion should be number one because you don't know what... I, who cares? What he does to a team, like they, like, they were happy that they barely beat Wake Forest and the ball was in the net and just somehow rolled out. Like, you guys are Duke. You guys are number one recruits. Like you shouldn't, you should be pissed that you barely beat Wake Forest, who you were twenty four and a half favorites. Twenty four and a half, that's insane. That's like a thirteen point favorite in football. That's, in, yeah, that's nuts. It is nuts. Like there's no reason. I mean, I'm not saying they should have covered. Like twenty points is still a good win, but the only win by one in the ball, no, it, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, Zion is has a reason why he's a highlight reel, and to fact the fact that he was like that in high school, and then turns out to be that good in college regardless of his skill set and how much he needs to improve with whatever he was him man because he's a real good player i guess he really need like duke I, duke has a problem man because they i mean they're not I, yo if duke does not so i want to pose a question to you quickly before we move on so zion doesn't play let's say he's done let's say he doesn't play the ncaa title at all doesn't play acc what if Duke gets eliminated like first or second round, and recruits are like, um, hmm. do you think this hurts Duke going forward, or is it just like another run of the mill kind of thing? I mean, you could say that, but I mean, Jabari Parker went there. They were two seed, lost to Lehigh. Like, it just happened. Yeah, no, it's going to determine such a random, like, to survive that is like running through a bullet gauntlet and just seeing if nothing tags you. Yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, so we're going to end it with something near and dear to your heart, and that is the Miami Hurricanes and the Florida Gators are back. The rivalry's back. God, I'm so excited. Manny Diaz just, it's like everyone said, you know what? Who cares about everything that happened back when the U was this crazy thing that had all these allegations and all these issues with whatever? Who cares? By the way, the second time we got busted, we busted ourselves. The NCAA never touched us. 
which cracked me up even more. So I was like, you know what? And he made a deal. like, let's see how far we can push this envelope. <laughs> but um. Oh well, they're they're going to. I can already feel it. They are going to be in the news very soon, within the next three years. Something's gonna happen. Manny Diaz is gonna. He's too young though to to be getting. I don't know. We'll see. I like it though. It makes my Miami's relevant. It's fun, and bring this uh, rivalry back ever since the big brawl happened and everything. It's good. It's good for college football. There should be rivalries are fun. Makes players play hard. Makes football. Yeah. Fun. Last time these two teams played, Miami was unranked. Florida was like tenth or something like that, and we beat them twenty-one to three or something. So now, when is it coming back to like? What year? This year? Yeah, it's this year. Oh, I, 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 I'm surprised because usually that shit, like, oh, 20, like, West Virginia is playing. So it's, it's like the game is going to be celebrated as, like, the 150th anniversary of college football. It's going to be August 24th instead of August 31st. That's the big thing. Mm. The whole news story is that this game was originally supposed to be, like, the 31st of August, but they moved it up. So it could be for the anniversary of college football when the first game was played or something. Yeah. So, which is great because I love it. Also, it's a great rivalry. And also, hopefully this year, we actually have a quarterback that doesn't throw three interceptions on the opening play of the college football season like uh, Malik Rozier did. Well, that's which is hilarious because he had the worst ending to a year or two years ago. And then he came back looking like just as much dog shit. And this um, just shows why Mark Rick should have retired after last year. Is, uh, is it, is it? Official yet if Tate Martell's playing, or is it? We don't know. Nobody knows, and that's the most annoying part. Because they let Justin Fields play, and I was talking to my buddy. He's a Miami alum. I might actually go with him to a Miami. Me and my boy might go meet him up meet up with him for the Miami-Virginia Tech game down at Coral Gables. And we were talking to him, and he goes, dude, the problem is nobody's letting anybody know. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody in Miami knows. Nobody in Ohio State. Nobody in the NCAA. Nobody understands what's going on because – Justin Fields got approved instantly, but Tate Martell has almost more of a case if Justin Fields was on the grad because just because Tate Martell literally played like a couple like maybe a couple snaps last year. He's transferring because the coach who recruited him retired. That's a legitimate reason. Yeah. So, but I think the NCAA is like pondering because like oh he's just leaving because Justin Fields is coming in. But if I thought, there, I thought there was a rule that if like a trans oh that's why. That's the argument why he should be able to play. Is because the kid's coach retired. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, sure. I'm still understanding why I'm not understanding why they haven't put him through yet, but it's stupid. Hopefully I mean, he's through. Play. He's gonna be. He's on the. My, he's on Miami. Oh, he's right. I'm through to play, not to sort of sit on the bench and watch Malik or uh, Nikozi Perry screw this up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure the reason. I mean, Justin Fields literally was a freshman. Tate Martell. I'm pretty sure he's. How many years was he? He's a redshirt sophomore or a redshirt freshman. I can't remember. Mm. He's young, though. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, so we are officially now, like, you know, on Thursdays, we always do pull up a stool or we like, so we're going to do start doing like a kind of a three thing rotation. It's going to be random, of course. But of course, we have our random questions. We had like Kevin Langley on last week, kind of just talked basketball, kind of like just a conversation. We also have the report card. We have a new segment. It's called Stay or Bail. It's kind of like buy or sell, but with our own little spin. Like, you know, you either stay for another round of drinks or you're going to bail in the night. So we are gonna we have four topics, five topics here, actually. Some are quick, some are a little longer. Me and Mark are going to debate, should we stay or bail on these concepts? First up, Antonio Brown, Pittsburgh Steelers, now hopefully tomorrow 
He will be traded. That's what they're saying. They're saying they have deals on the table. They're going to accept one of them tomorrow. Some of the big teams that are involved are Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Washington. You have multiple teams involved. Colin Coward today, I was listening to him, made a point about Carolina, which I think would be great because him and Cam Newton would get along famously. But is Antonio Brown still worth, the one, the headache, two, the price tag? Because even if you do throw a second, third, or even a first-round pick for him, is he worth the fact that you've got two more years left of this craziness? And you're going to have to pay him stupid amount of money in two years anyway. Mark, you're first. All right. Um, so this is tough, you know. Got, you know, the adrenaline of a new segment. It's like, I don't know which way to go. This is the first day or bail. You say the Panthers, which would be insane of a scene because you imagine Cam Newton and Antonio Brown at the press conferences after what the oh hell they, they they would be wearing some in a monstrosity, whatever word you want to use for what they'd be wearing. I can't, I don't think monstrosity is the right you word, but we're going to go. Antonio Brown's hair and Cam Newton's get up. Oh my God. Yeah. But I'm saying is Antonio Brown wears the same. It's like Russell Westbrook. It's a weird, like out of pocket, just crazy shit, but I am going to bail first round. I'm bailing. I don't even care. I, 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 like, I want to bail, but it's like one of those things like, oh, if you convince me, I'll stay. But I'm going to bail. I'm going to go with it because I'm over it. I don't think he makes a team exponentially that much better, even though he's still a top three, five receiver in the NFL. I don't want his hoopla on my team, his blonde mustache, um, especially if he goes to like a team that – isn't really like gonna be like if he goes to the Raiders, sweet. They're not gonna do anything. He, he's just gonna be there. If he goes to the Panthers, maybe it, it benefits them, but I don't think it t- takes the extra step. I mean, he replaces Devin Funchess, and they also have Antori Smith, and they have Curtis Samuel. It's not a bad receiving core. Yeah, but they're all like small guys that are kind of quick. I mean, the only team that I could see him going to, and the team would be a hundred percent better off, and it would be kind of fun to watch, is the Packers. That's it. But that won't happen. That's not a Packers thing to do. Oh, I 100%. It's 100% against their culture. That's the reason. Maybe that's why I'm so okay with it happening, because I know it's not. Well, that's also why I'm selling. You're bailing. bailing. I'm bailing. Sorry, wrong segment. Um, I am bailing completely. I am calling it a night. I am ringing up my tab, and I'm telling everyone I'm with to get the hell home, too. This is terrible. First of all, if you talk to me when this all started – I would have sold, I wouldn't buy in this hard. I'm like, Antonio Brown, great. I get one of the best route runners in the last 10 years in the NFL. Great hands, big play threat, can return kicks, does all the great stuff. Does everything right. But in the last three months, one man has managed to diminish his trade stock from what should have been a first and a second rounder, possibly, to please take him for a third rounder. We need him out of our locker room and out of our lives. He's doing personalized messages for people. For 500 bucks, and they're terrible. They are god awful. I saw one on Twitter. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. So I am selling so hard. I'm bailing so hard on this because Antonio Brown just has managed to shoot himself. He makes Odell Beckham look sane now. Like, I actually was thinking about the other day if the Giants put Beckham on the market, I would be like personally trying to email High Rose. I'm like, get this guy in Eagles Green. Him and Alshon Jeffrey in the same receiving core would destroy every team. But you yeah, want Beckham. What? You, you're saying yes to Beckham. I would I say yes to Beckham. I would say yes to Beckham. I would throw – I'd be like, Howie, 
throw him the 26th pick, and next year's second rounder. Let's do this. Yeah. But Kyler Murray's next topic. So it was I was, I was of course you guys know big Cowherd fan. So is Mark. I was in less than yesterday's show. Colin Coward's not a big Kyler Murray fan. He's not he's not anti Kyler Murray. But all the Russell Wilson comparisons, I agree with him, are really stupid. He's just not built like Kyler. That's like saying that me and my and me and a guy who's looking maybe about a buck ninety are same bills. I'm 235 pounds. It's not the same. Russell Wilson was a 24-year-old man coming out of Wisconsin. Kyler Murray is 21 years old and a buck 90 soaking wet. He bulked up to 205. I guarantee he literally just pounded mashed potatoes before the night. I, I'm not I'm not buying this at all. I think it, the other reports were he went into interviews with teams, bombed. He bombed to the whiteboard. He bombed like the all the intelligence stuff. He may be a guy who works on instinct, but to me, I like a quarterback who's intelligent, especially a young kid who's going to make dumb mistakes. I'd rather him understand it like Baker. Baker apparently made his first-round pick because he smoked everyone at the whiteboard last year in the draft. Like, he literally got up there and out-questioned the guys who were questioning him. Kyler Murray, he did apparently did okay with his interview against the Cardinals, which is the team that apparently wants to draft him. But I'm, I'm not buying Kyler Murray in the NFL. I think... I, this just doesn't, I mean, yeah, the Cardinals might like him, but long-term, this is why guys like, I don't think Mr. Trubisky is going to end up being that great of a quarterback overall. He's going to be another like middle of the road guy. I don't, that's why I don't buy Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold didn't do well in his intervals last year either. And that's why I like, I, I saw Daniel Jeremiah's big board of the last two drafts quarterbacks. I started scoffing. I'm like you put Baker at three. Behind Darnold and Rosen? Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, Rosen did okay the way, but, but Rosen's also built a chalk, and he like he just can't run. I like quarterbacks who can actually break down a play when they're not even in the room. They can visualize. They know the right reads before the reads are made because those guys have better instincts when they get on the field. Running around like a madman and chucking a ball into like an area doesn't make you a good quarterback. I do that in flag football all the time. So the thing is, no way am I comparing myself to Kyle Murray. He's a superior athlete. But I'm not buying him long-term in the NFL or even for the first overall pick. If I'm the Cardinals, I'd draft Nick Bosa. But as we're going to see in our mock drafts, just coming up at the end of this week, I have to do mine tomorrow after I get out of work. Sorry, Mark. Um, I literally am going to – I honestly would write – I'm going to write in my notes for under Kyler Murray the first overall pick. Nick Bosa should be picked here, but the Cardinals will not because Cliff Kingsbury is a dummy. But, like, that's what's going to happen. I'm selling it completely. So um, for as much as you're bailing, it sounded like you were staying because I mean with that with that rant on Kyler Murray, which I did not see coming. Oh no, I'm busting him at, in his end of the future. I'm not buying. I'm not. I'm not selling. I'm not bailing on him as the number one pick. That's not what I was asking. I'm bailing on him as an NFL quarter. Oh, I know. I know. And I'm staying. Really? Give me another round. I'll go Jameson. I'll go. I'll whatever Kyler Murray's favorite is. Probably doesn't drink. You know, he's probably all worried about his body and all that shit. I'm staying. He needs a couple beers. No, he got up to 207 or whatever. So yeah, he's the most he's ever weighed. He probably packed so much creatine in his water that day. It didn't matter. Well, I was just saying, he literally said it's the most he's ever weighed. Like, he said, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, you're not playing football as much anymore. You're getting a couple of pounds. Like, all right, dude, shut up. But either way, staying, feed me Kyler Murray. Feed me him at number one because get Josh Rosen out of there. I'm a Rosen fan. He was my QB1 last year. I was bigger. So, yeah, well, kudos to you. Rosen's. An elite passer, just had no time to throw it. And 
for as not as mobile as he is, you can find like a bunch of plays this year where he did escape the pocket when he could. Listen, either way, staying with Kyler Murray, I want to see him in the Cardinals uh, uniform. I think it'd be good for football. I think it's fun because the offense will be electric. I don't care if he's five eight, five ten, whatever. I think he'll be fine. Um, so I'm gonna stay. Kyler Murray can stay at the corner booth with me. You can leave. I'm hanging out. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'd hurt a little bit. <clears throat> hey, it's not my fault you decided to go home early. <laughs> Shut up. All right. Next up, a team we really haven't talked about a lot this year, but they're they're just subtly there, and they're always fun. They're always on like the Instagram pages. Is the Brooklyn Nets? Now I saw a report today that teams are talking about D'Angelo Russell is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. It's going to be worth like a twenty million dollar contract. I am buying that one, but that's not even the question. Are you gonna st- Are you gonna stay on the Brooklyn Nets? being a viable team in the Eastern Conference, not only this year, but if D'Angelo Russell decides to stay, is this being his team? I'm going to – this is tough because we got multiple scenarios here now. So I want, I'm going to – I'm going to bail on the Nets this year because – There's like four other teams. I'm better. looking at the standings right now, and they're seventh. If they somehow slide in the sixth, I'll stay. I'll stay all day. Cause Who's ahead in that six right now? Detroit, which is very likely that they could <laughs> jump in front of them. But the Detroit, thing is, yeah. it's between if they're at seven, they play the Raptors, probably losing first round. But if they get six, then they're looking like they'll play the Pacers or the, the Sixers jump the Pacers, something like that. So they play the Pacers. the Pacers with no superstar, yeah. still in third. Like, very, what impressive. very impressive. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to bail on the Nets uh, for right now. And then, I mean, there's only so much the Nets can do. I might bail, you know, I'm bailing on the Nets in general. D'Angelo Russell, great. D'Lo, as I like to call him, great. He's good. But the East is only getting stronger, especially if the Knicks decide to do something crazy next year. And then if the Bulls get a nice, if they get Zion somehow or whatever, I'm bailing on the Nets just because unless they get some guys around them other than Russell, I just don't see it happening. All right. So. As much as I've loved – like, I love D'Angelo Russell. I love he's fun. He's athletic. He can play both guard positions. He's he's just – He rats on his buddies. Girls, then gets kicked off of the Lakers. Oh, listen. Oh, come on. Swaggy pieces of jackass. <laughs> Which is hilarious. My uh, one buddy uh, – shout out, Chris Lake. He he, uh, he was like, to think that we got rid of the guy that shit on Swaggy P and we, like, like kept Swaggy P. Like, you got rid of a young – Potential star and kept Swaggy P, who was, was old and done and dated Iggy Azalea. Like, come on. Yo, I, I, I like, I'm one of those, like, I would love to see D'Angelo Russell in a Timberwolves uniform next year because we have the cap space, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. The thing is, I am buying that I, I am not buying Jesus. I am staying on the, <laughs> both. I am staying on the Nets as a viable team in the East. I'm not saying they're going to win the damn thing because I think Toronto is. But if they can get to the sixth seed, I think they can easily beat um, Indiana. Indiana, And then I would even take them as a possibility. If Boston, if last night was an anomaly against the against the uh, Warriors and they keep going back to their old ways, that team is, fun, is, is young and just crazy enough where they could actually do some damage. But I think, I have this weird feeling that D'Angelo Russell, he's one of those guys, like, Dude, he got chucked away. He was gone. Nobody cared about him. 
And then all you see of him popping, doing crazy stuff and winning games in Brooklyn, hitting crazy shots. And I'm like, if I'm D'Angelo Russell, I'm like, this is the team where I got reborn in. And we got young dudes. Bring guys to Brooklyn. We're in New York City. The fact that the Nets have it's it's New York. It's not like they're in like nowhere. It's not like they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's New York City. I'm buying this. Okay. I'm buying. I'm. It's gonna be a long shot from really doing anything in the playoff. I'm still gonna. I'm still still staying on it. I'll I'll go down with the ship on this one. I'm definitely hard stay on D'Angelo Russell if he stays with them in the offseason. That team's going to be dangerous. And we got to remember, Spencer didn't, but he's been kind of a rising star, too. So I kind of give them – like they said, the roster has potential. They strike they me as like an Eastern Conference version of Minnesota. Like they have – they just need one more piece and they can do some damage to the playoffs. I mean, when they, you have Dinwiddie, you have uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, who's just like a potential – like just slash – like uh, he's kind of like a – who does he remind me of? He's a good defender. He can score at the basket. He's not a shooter at all. I mean – Karis Levert, he's shown to be a scorer. I mean, they have some young. They got talent. dudes. They, it's like it's a like young young team. Like I said, they remind me of a what Minnesota was the year before they got Butler. It's a team that's in the running. They will be okay. Yeah, that's fair. They're in the East, so they literally have the benefit of being in the East. Yeah, I'm not but, usually I'm not usually a huge proponent of when you make comparisons to Timberwolves, but that was very spot on. Proud of you. No, that that literally is because they have the two like rising young studs. They have a lot of good pieces. And they have like a good organization. They just start one piece away. That's the way I look at it. Right, I, maybe listen, more than I'm one. Not, but... I'm not buying. I'm not buying the Knicks going forward. I don't. I'm not at all. I still think all this hoopla about Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Zion. I, I don't. I'm not buying all. The Knicks one have the worst luck in the draft ever. They're not going to get the number one overall pick. Yeah, hey. that so easily could be fixed. If if Kevin Durant and Kyrie, or even Kyrie and Jimmy. Or whoever. Jimmy Butler's a cancer of a team. He can go where the hell he wants. I understand that. But I'm saying is the NBA will definitely fuck around with, oh, we got these two guys going there, and we can somehow get them the first pick and get Zion. Oh, who wouldn't want to watch that team? They have the power. I don't give a shit if it's a balls flopping around in a machine. They they decide. I I hope that's not how it works, but I think that's what happens. I, I would hate that so much. I, I just – if in a good world, the Knicks still suck because – I, I why well, if the Knicks get like the third pick and they get like R.J. Barrett, I'd be like, all right, you know, whatever, that's fine. They have a good young team. It's just they need – I just think they need to like get a different – like the Zion would just be like too much. I don't know. I, I, I'm just – I think the, uh, the the Nets have a better shot at being so – You're staying on the Nets and you're bailing on the Knicks. Exactly. Speaking of overpriced, overhyped big city teams, LeBron and the Lakers. So this is just a total experiment. LeBron and the Lakers, LeBron came over last year, and it's just, honestly, it just, it felt like he wasn't with this culture. And I am going to make a very bold prediction here. I am going to say LeBron will not win a title in Los Angeles. I'm well, I wouldn't say that's that bold. I am I am believing completely on the Lakers, this experiment. They make, might make a West final or a West semi, but I think the whole LeBron effect getting free agents, gone. Kevin Durant's got more pull. So does Kyrie. So does Kawhi. Guys don't want to play with LeBron anymore. 
because they see what he does to teams. All, look, look, listen, you want to tell me, like, listen, if, if let's say LeBron didn't go to L.A. this year and he just decided to take a year off or went to another team or whatever, it's not a one-year deal, you want to tell me I could have Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball is okay, I guess, but I could also have Brandon Inger who can score. And I also and just like, and then I get like some old younger old veterans too. That's not a bad team. No, it's still yeah, pretty it's bad. West. That's a that's some good pieces. You meet like let's say like a B super like a Jimmy Butler and Tobias. Let's say Jimmy Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard go there, or Jimmy Butler and uh, Boogie Cousins. That's a playoff team. So I to, I cannot disagree more. So, to me, I think that LeBron went in and. Instantly was like, oh yeah, no, I need I need AD now, and it was like, oh, I'm gonna pull my same stuff. And the fact is, I don't see him with these guys. It's not like in Cleveland they're all taking group shots and shit because it was all of his boys. Here is all these young guys, and the chemistry ain't there. Like you see all the shop. All right, you, I want I want you to look up the character list on the shop. Not a single one of his teammates are there. Um, he's doing all this crap with two chains. That's great. He's posting stuff on Instagram even when they get smoked by 15. To me, this is a fail. This is going to be a fail experiment. They, they, might make it, they might make the playoffs in the next two years, but they're not going to win a title. I am, I am leaving so hard on this. I'm bailing so hard. I'm going to tell you, I, I think there's more of a chance that the Nuggets win a title before the Lakers do in the next five years. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not going to throw my Timberwolves in there because that's just fan bias, but I'm telling you, the Nuggets have a better shot. So do the Bucks. So do the Raptors if they can keep Kyrie. Better shot. Because you mean, I, you mean I, Kawhi? I, with Kawhi. I mean, sorry. The both of the K, they both have some crazy spellings. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So you are battling the Lakers. Totally. All right. So I am also battling on the Lakers. There's no reason to stay. Um, they already said they're going to take back LeBron's minutes. He's going to get less because there's like very – they have like five games back with like 14 games left in the season. Makes no sense to push him even though he hasn't really been shown that he's pushing himself. Regardless, everything's just weirdly not working out for LeBron. Like you try to bounce the ball into the cart whoever breaks the media uh, lighting. He throws the ball in, hits the back of the backboard. Like it's all weird. Like I'm not saying that like – He's slowing down. I mean, his defense has been garbage. Um, but the one thing that's very weird, and I think LeBron's self-awareness is it's good at times, but it really sucks at sometimes. I don't think he realizes when he has won a finals why he has. Think about it. When he won a Miami, those teams, yes, he had Dwayne and Chris Bosh, but he played with them for like more than a year, you know? Like when he won with Kyrie and Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, like that wasn't just a team. Well, yeah, but yeah, it was two. But I'm saying like LeBron just for has forgotten that chemistry is a thing in basketball. You have to be able to play with guys and be able to connect with them. And he keeps trying to do it now, now, now. It's like, dude, you signed a four year contract. You should have never even pushed the AD talks this year. The Lakers should have just, yeah, LeBron. Sorry, you should have just never worried about the playoffs this year. It would have ruined your legacy. Great. You go get AD in the offseason. You do something like that. Just build chemistry with your guys because you can't just go out there and play with a team that doesn't even, like, like you. I mean, 
There's and then this the fake news. There's the video of when the ball rolled all the way up the court and LeBron took the shot. They're like, wow, he like is so selfish. No, he was trying to get a two for one. It was a very smart play. Like LeBron's not dumb when it comes to basketball. He's just dumb when it comes to certain Genius. things. Yeah. And so like I said, I'm I'm bailing on the Lakers. Um I will bail officially if they do absolutely nothing this offseason. Um, but yeah, I mean he just has to understand, like, dude, you you, you can't just expect to get all these guys and then and to be like you've played with them your entire life, you have to build chemistry. Like it's just it's part of basketball, and LeBron is never going to win again unless he understands that. Like it's just that simple. All right, last thing, and we're going to last call. We also have a quick ad from one of our sponsors coming up quick. Um, first off, last thing, Michael Bennett. Eagles have said today they are want they want to keep him, but they will still listen to the trades. It's kind of like you have to give us something stupid good for a good player. I understand the stance, but I think the Eagles should keep Bennett. Especially with us getting rid of uh, Timmy Jurgen. Yes, we're going to go get a defensive tackle in the draft. We might go in free agency. But Michael Bennett fit in so well in this locker room. He is in, He fits in well in Philly. He fits in well with Jenkins, with Cox, with Graham. He, he's a culture guy. So I am staying hard on Michael Bennett staying an Eagle. I think he fits our system. He fits our culture. He is a guy. He could help us get another ring on that on those beautiful Philly fingers. But I we gotta at least give him one more year. Last year was such a clusterfuck, and I hate you. I hate dropping a bomb on the podcast. But fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, we're pulling a carbon right now. Just literally launching f bombs everywhere. But. With between the injuries and Wentz, the Wentz thing and the Foles drama, and then Alshon and Aguilar just not doing crap after week four, and then Ajayi getting hurt, and all the IR stuff, and then just last year just didn't feel. It felt like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. We saved our season enough to get ourselves in the playoffs, and everyone's like, "Oh, Foles." I'm like, you realize if Carson Wentz didn't lead that 25 point comeback against the Giants, nobody would have given a crap about the whole Foles thing. So. It's it's stupid. The, it, the team just fell off, and I think Michael Bennett fits our culture though. And I think with him and that rotation, with with um, because I don't I don't think Chris Long's coming back. I really don't. So with him and Cox and him, Josh Sweat, our number three overall pick, number third round pick last year, Barnett and Grant, that four man rotation, and maybe draft one more. That's a great pass rush rotation, and that's a lot of sacks for the Philadelphia Eagles. I love it. So that's it. So yeah, um, I'm gonna stay with Michael Bennett. I think I'm, I don't think we can even trade him. I think we signed him to a one year deal, so he's either in or out. Uh, no, he's here. No, he's with us for one more year. And was it like a we traded? We got a we got him in a trade from Seattle for like a fourth round pick, and. We kept. We, there was two more years left on his deal. Oh well, I mean, the fact that we got rid of Jernigan, the Eagles. That is, um, I think you should keep Bennett. I was listening to uh, Chris Long for only being here for two years. The dude loves the city. He said that you can even like. He said it's just different because they're a part of something his fans never been experienced. That's winning the Super Bowl. Um, I think he would stay. I don't think he wants to go anywhere. I mean, as terrible as it is, I think he would go to L.A. to play with the Rams for his final season or something dumb like that just, like, for another chance. He's not going to go to a team that sucks for money. 
because I don't think he cares. I really him. hope either he retires or stays with us, but that was just my thinking. Yeah, I think he'll stay for one more year and just, like I said, I don't think he cares about the money at all. Half the time he doesn't even – He gave up his it. entire salary to donate to Charlottesville. He's not about the money. Yeah, so um, I'm going to stay with the Eagles keeping Bennett. It just depends on if Bennett – like because they – like I said, I, I don't think – They'll trade him, but I'm, I, everything I've looked up though says they have to like sign him or something. I don't know. Either way, he's a team option. I don't even know. All right, I whatever. Can see it being an option. Um, All right. So but, you have something to say about our boys over at Thrive Fantasy? Yes, I do. So everyone knows Thrive Fantasy. It is. It's not your typical Draft Kings. It's not your FanDuel. It's about prop bets. It's something that everyone can understand. And what for Thrive Fantasy is. It is a new DSF or DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined for drafting processes and eliminated the need to do necessary hours of research by using only the top tier athletes. So you got your like Tom Brady's, you got your Russell Wilson's. They even know in baseball, our boy Bryce Harper, he's going to be in there. You're going to have guys like uh, Machado, David Peralta. Yeah, sure. David Peralta for all those people that actually know the Diamondbacks team. Um, but instead of your traditional salary cap format, format, you build your lineup around the list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose around 10. You choose 10 of 20 possibilities for prop bets, plus two ice picks that protect you from late scratches or postponed gains. Each unique prop has its own over or under point value, which is assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that point value that is the prop that's correct. So, like, for example, Tom Brady's Super Bowl, his prop was like, one and a half touchdowns. So it was very likely that well, whoever it's likely that he was going to throw two TDs. So you get more points for taking the under, which would have been great for you. Whoever if you did it because definitely hit the under. Um, so yeah, so that's our fantasy great company startup. Go follow them. Um, go use the app, uh, enter the promo code belly up. That is B E. L-L-Y-U-P, belly up, upon sign up at Thrive Fantasy and receive an instant match of $10 when you make your first deposit. Prop up. There we go. Now, folks, it is time for Smooth Jazz. All right. So, last night, LeBron James, the fourth best player in NBA history, passed Michael Jordan in scoring. Only been out behind Kobe, Kareem, and... Carl Malone. Not in that order, of course. Um, I, I was kidding about Ford. Maybe I put LeBron third. I want to say something. It's based on that. LeBron, we got to stop. Stop, stop, stop. LeBron will never pass Jordan. I am sick of this argument. And this is not just even stats. It's cultural icon. It's talking about what he did for teammates. This I've been hearing a lot about this because you know everyone's talking about LeBron was going to pass Jordan in points, so they were talking about this all day today, and I, I had my fill. So my boy Cowherd, a big avid LeBron lover, said Jordan at 40 was still the best man, best player on the court. And he was talking about guys like Bonzi Wells and Rip Hamilton and Rip Rashid in his prime. You know, he'd always get the court. Jordan at 40 was still the best guy on the court by a mile. He goes LeBron in three years, we playing the Bucks. Yeah, honestly, a mile better than him. And he got a point. He's right. To me, LeBron may be the best Swiss Army Knife all-around player of all time when it comes to just doing everything good. But Jordan was the greatest 
perimeter defender score combo ever to walk the earth in basketball. And yes, Jordan has less points than LeBron now. LeBron also played a crap ton more games, took almost a thousand more threes. <laughs> and Jordan, I'm not even going to break the six for six in titles because it's such an obvious home run argument too. Yes, LeBron had to play against the Warriors, but he also lost to the Spurs twice. He also lost to Dirk, one superstar, Dirk, and the Mavs. Listen, don't get me wrong, I love Dirk. Fourth best power forward of all time. Best foreign player of all time by a country mile. But that that, that Heat team should have smoked, um, should have smoked De- um, Dallas. And they should have wiped the floor of that San Antonio team too. The second time when he went with the when he went with the Cavs, there was he had no right even being that team was just lucky to get there. LeBron is a great player, but this season has proved even more to me why Jordan was better. You never, yeah, Jordan was a cigar smoking, wine drinking, gambling, taking breaks from basketball playing guy. He was kind of an asshole. He would punch teammates. He choked Reggie. He tried to choke Reggie Miller, but he had a dog in him, and he was always with his teammates on that court. When you stepped on that court, Jordan, you know he had your back. This year, and maybe it's the culture change in basketball. LeBron, with the picture of him on the other side of the bench, this year with the Lakers is showing me LeBron's true colors. Not only does he not shut his freaking mouth every five minutes, always saying something stupid or something. Dude, language, man, language. <laughs> he just doesn't stop. And you and me, and you and I have grown. I used to respect LeBron. I loved LeBron. I didn't love him, but I liked LeBron a lot. He was in Cle- Before I got to Cleveland, back when he was with Miami, I started gaining respect. When he went back, I was like, all right, that's cool. Good for you. Good for you. What a title. But. This year, all that is gone. I like the Lakers. They're one of the few teams I will root for when my Timberwolves aren't playing because I love Kobe Bryant. I'm one of the biggest Kobe fans you're ever going to meet. I still think he's the third greatest player of all time. I think he's better than LeBron. More titles with a lot of superstars. I think that Kobe did more with less and was and the reason that Kobe doesn't get as much respect as LeBron was because he was literally identical to Jordan in a lot of ways. So that's why I put LeBron fourth because I still put Michael one, Kareem two, Kobe three. And it will never change. LeBron would have to win three straight titles in LA and still that I would still think LeBron's better. Uh, um, Jordan's better because he wouldn't do it without having like six other all-stars on the team because as LeBron is getting older, you're seeing it now. He's more focused on his mogul stage, on doing the movies, the music, and whatever, and being an icon. And you can tell on the thing, and he's not wired the way he should for the culture he's in. I, I just, I'm done with this comparison. People need to stop. LeBron's not going to be the goat. He's never going to be the goat. Giannis is a better shot at being the goat than LeBron does. Maybe not, but I, um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, it's definitely a tale told as old as times, or however the saying goes. It's really annoying. I agree. I used to have, I used to try to fight for LeBron because he was, he, he is still one of the greatest athletes to ever play anything. Oh yeah, he's, he's done. He's what he's done is amazing with how where he grew up, 
with everything, all of his expectations. Like I'm not knocking that at all. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm all on your side. Like, it, but the whole Jordan thing, um, it's stats are just so used these days, like to like make things good or like. I mean, yes, it's a lot of points. Don't get me wrong. But, like that doesn't prove anything. Like. It's, it's there's there's certain stats that mean something, but it's all about what you do on the court, and, and it, like I said, and it, Jordan's just Jordan, and he was the first, so he's never gonna be surpassed. Uh, it's, it's that simple. Even LeBron is, and it's crazy because LeBron literally entered the league the year after Jordan officially retired. Like it was just meant to happen, and he's the closest thing I think we're gonna get to that type of, um, I guess, greatness. I mean, you had like the you have your Kobe's, you have your um, KD's, like the guys that take the league by storm. But at the end of the day, if you don't win the big ones and if you don't win them in a certain way, because even KD's are tarnished just because he's on the Warriors, um, it just doesn't like LeBron easily would be the greatest to ever do it if he won six. It's just that's it. But he didn't, so he's not. He, no, he, and the thing is, like with KD, if KD wins another title, he's got three. And I would still put him closer to LeBron now because LeBron won all of his with three superstars. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, KD won his with three superstars. I don't know. It's getting a little closer. So to me, that's it. LeBron's losing his grip on the number three. I would almost say, if, listen, if KD wins another title and then goes somewhere else and wins a title there with like another, I think he passes LeBron. Wait, so who's your, who's your two? One, Jordan. Two, Kareem. Three, Kobe. Two. Four, LeBron. Oh, get out of here. I mean, I understand Kobe's... All right, we can end it on that. Just Kareem three. literally changed the game. I understand that. I'm not saying I'm not saying Kareem. Don't, I'm just saying Kobe, I think his rings are great, but... He won with less stars. One of his rings, he won with Paul Gasol and Lamar Odom. Two B-minus stars. Okay, but in that, at that time, Paul Gasol was dominant and Lamar Odom was good. They averaged like 15 to 20 some points. Like they were good. So did Kevin Love and Kyrie. You really want to go to split hairs here? Just saying. I, I think Kobe is very good. I think he... We're not changing my argument. Kobe's better than LeBron. All right. Have fun with that. I say Tim Duncan's better than Kobe Bryant. Oh! Tim Duncan's five for me. Either way. All right. That, that's it. I think we should end it on that note. <laughs> it's already an hour and a minute, so... Oh, geez. Yeah, so we went long today, folks. Hey, listen, thank you for stopping in. We will see y'all Tuesday. Have a good weekend. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter, at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.